Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, this episode is once again brought to you by my new podcast, Me, I Am a Memoir, The Meaning of the Meaning of Mariah Carey, where Philip Lee Curtis and I read Mariah Carey's new memoir. Uh, we start with new chapters, uh, 9th of November. But this bonus episode's up now. chickens this is the fabulous adam richard thank you for watching victory of the daleks with me i have enjoyed it immensely uh well i've enjoyed reading all of your comments about it more than anything else um just a couple of uh things from the real world uh so broadsword to danny boy which is what was being said back and forth to the spitfire guy apparently that's a line from the film where eagles dare uh, this is something that I think Mark Gatiss was trying to riff on when he was writing the script. Um, KBO, keep buggering on, was the thing Churchill actually used to say. And also the thing about the favourable reference for the devil um, was what uh, was said in reference to Stalin when Churchill uh, allied with Soviet Russia because Hitler was trying to get in there as well at the same time. Um, now, the progenitor device, apparently, that's how the Daleks in power of the Daleks made new Daleks so that is another callback uh it's one I didn't I missed kind of thing um and just for a bit of fun uh, Mark Gatiss apparently was the voice of Danny Boy the Spitfire pilot uh bless him it's all over this this series uh this would have been around the same time I guess that they were doing Sherlock together Mark Gatiss and and Stephen Moffat which is, you know, interesting because it shows very, very good. And this one was okay. 
Um, <laughs> I know. Who am I? <laughs> Someone who normally absolutely loves Doctor Who more than anything. <laughs> like, for instance, Paul on Twitter said uh, he thinks I am a bit too positive sometimes. How dare a Doctor Who fan actually enjoy watching the show? <laughs> it is a thing. Doctor Who fans do hate Doctor Who. I don't understand why people keep putting themselves through it. If you hate it, stop watching it. I stopped The Walking Dead because I started to hate it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't put myself through this anymore. Um, I know there are some people who uh, listen to this podcast who have to finish a show. And uh, even though I have said to one of them in particular, stop watching Iron Fist. It's going to give you pain in the face. <laughs> Anyway, they've made it through to the end of the second series. I barely, I only made it through to the end of the first series because I was very tired and folding washing. Um, so, uh, what did we all think of Victory of the Daleks? Uh, Michael said if they'd fi- fixed the hunchback somehow on the new Paradigm Daleks, there was great potential in them. He says, to this day, and then in brackets, wait, did you say 10 years? <gasps> I'd like to know more about the Dalek Eternal, the yellow one. Yes, the Dalek Eternal was one of these things that Stephen Moffat came up with that never went anywhere. Um, (laughs) This is the thing. Like, there were so many things in the Stephen Moffat era that felt like, oh, my God, this is going to mean something way down the track. And sometimes they did. And oftentimes they just were, they just came up and we never heard from them again. Like these the new paradigm Daleks. Like, there was meant to be a big thing. There were meant to be weapons in the back and all this kind of stuff. Like, Ken Moss from the Exton Moss Experiment podcast said, uh, Daleks on Beefcake 2000 are generally threatening. Interesting redesign for a whole new arsenal of weapons to be used. But who signed off on those colours? <laughs> um, the CGI fan mock-ups in classic livery look amazing. They do. You can... Uh, he has posted one onto my Twitter feed. Um... They look so cool when they're basically painted the way the old black and white Daleks were painted. They, they look quite terrifying. Um, by the way, uh, a few people have been shocked by the fact that this episode went out in, I think, April 2010. So that's over 10 years ago now. <laughs> Although, you know, we pretend that April 2020 never happened because that's when we all started to get sick. Uh, but yes, Jenna, I think... Um, Sums it up for all of us when she says in capital letters, What do you mean, 10 years? <laughs> uh, she says, I find Matt Smith and such an irresistible doctor. I just felt his storylines were <laughs> too convoluted. Uh, too and convoluted have capital letters at the start, like it's a title or something. Too convoluted. Um, Michael said, I still think it was pretty good. I liked that version of Churchill and the smaller story. Uh, Ken Moss also added that... Uh, Dora Bella, the <laughs> and those wonky glasses annoy me every time. <laughs> um, so many hilarious references. <laughs> uh, Mark um, sent me a picture of Matt Smith doing the V for victory with the two fingers V emoji. Remember, if you use an emoji, I do have to shout it like I'm on the circle on Netflix. Um, the V for victory thing was barely mentioned in this episode, just like the little, the physical thing, which Churchill used to do a lot. Uh, but also it was a campaign um, to basically spread uh, information and kind of across the channel, like the BBC were broadcasting, you could pick them up in France and France had been taken over by the Germans. So these broadcasts, uh, Charles de Gaulle was broadcasting into France from 
from England and the V for Victory thing was just like a campaign so people could, uh, you know, sort of all rally behind it and to the point where the opening music for the BBC broadcasts used Beethoven's Fifth Symphony because the notes are the Morse code for the little letter V, the first five notes. I know, you know, da 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 so, uh, yeah, um, th- this and many more crazy facts uh, you can find in my book that I've written with uh, Chris Walker, who's the executive producer of Hard Quiz, and uh, Jerry McCulloch, the uh, question producer from Hard Quiz. We've written a book called The Hard Quiz Book of the World's Hardest Asses," <laughs> And that fact is in there, amongst many other crazy facts. Um, so, I know that's the only reason it was in my head. Uh <laughs> After I saw that picture of the V. Uh, so, Aiden said, I liked the new Daleks. Was frankly annoyed they were ignored later on. Me too. Like, when one came back in the... I think it was the Asylum of the Daleks. And it was a more metallic paint job. I was like, ooh, I really like that. And then there was a, like there was the stone one uh, towards the end of this season, season five. But then the rest of the time, we just saw those little bronze ones again. And I was like, why... Why did you go to all the trouble of redesigning the Daleks and not using them? Like, unless... Because they said they were going back in time to reboot everything. Maybe they got stuck back there somehow. I don't know. I, whenever anything happens in the Moffat era that I think is confusing, I just like to give it the excuse that... Uh, <laughs> that when the, the they reset the whole universe, when the TARDIS was exploding... Which did we ever find out why it blew up? Um, when the TARDIS was exploding, that the uh, that a bunch of odd continuity went into that explosion hole. Um, <laughs> uh, Anairi replied to uh, Aiden saying the plot was a bit piecemeal, which he said yes. This is true. It was very much written as a way to introduce shiny new Daleks with added Churchill. Uh, Nairi also wants to know how long a rel is, things Daleks refuse to explain, and which I think Jodie Whittaker's doctor asks in resolution. She's like, oh, how long's a rel? Apparently it's 1.2 seconds. They established that in um, Evolution of the Daleks, you know, with the human Dalek on the... On the Empire State Building. Uh, Amy um, was <laughs> replying to uh, a, a post I did about the Connie Willis book, Blackout uh, and All Clear, which I've been reading because um, it's set during the Blitz. Uh, and she said, I discovered her this year and I've read all of the historian's no- novels. So incredibly readable. I'm jealous. I'm a few ways- years away from a reread. Enjoy. Heart emoji! Uh, she said Doomsday Book was her first and absolute favourite. Uh, what a read during an emerging pandemic. Oh, yeah, that would be hard work. It is a really good book, Doomsday Book, but a little bit depressing. Um, uh, Jordan uh, replied to <laughs> one of the posts as, All right, it's a Jamie Dodger, but I was promised tea. Oh, so adorable. <laughs> biscuit um oh darren did send a link uh to a story about a strike at the jammy dodger factory in edinburgh uh, apparently there's going to be no more jammy dodgers and uh he did wonder if that's why the doctor has moved on to custard creams now oh dear uh now i have a watch along from peter that i haven't got to and also a sketch 
from James, um, but they will have to wait a little bit uh, because the next episode is Theory 200 and we are diving straight into the Five Doctors anniversary special. I will see you uh, on the other side of all the Five Doctors with Peter's watch along for Victory of the Daleks and James's very bizarre scene. <laughs> like if his, if his mad scientist was anything to go by, you... You don't even want to know what's happening with the Daleks. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.